Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Jordan Henderson. Uh, he works in fine art. Uh, his website is jordanhendersonfineart.com. Uh, he has an artistic perspective on what's been going on socially with uh, with COVID. And he's created a number of really interesting pictures that look, I guess, somewhat uh, apocalyptic. But uh, very, very interesting You know that he's doing this artwork around COVID. I, I don't know of anyone else that is. So I wanted to get his perspective on what he's trying to communicate and why. So, Jordan, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, tell me about your experience, you know, since the start of all this this madness. What happened to you at the beginning and what's happened to you since? Yeah. So at the beginning of all of this happening, I was... I had recently launched into doing fine art full-time. Previously, I hadn't done it full-time. I'd spent all my time studying it under the direction of my father. So I was really busy at the time when... The first rumors of COVID started to come about. I honestly wasn't paying that much attention to it. I was already familiar with previous kind of quote-unquote pandemics like Zika and the swine flu. And I thought, okay, whatever, this will pass over. I'll just focus on other things that I have to do. But of course, as we know, that didn't happen. So eventually here in Washington State, they announced that they were going to have a lockdown to flatten the curve. And at the time already, there was enough evidence to know that things weren't right, that there was definitely something really strange about what was going on. For example, here in Washington State, they said, okay, we don't have enough tests. So they told the doctors, don't test anyone unless you think they have COVID, right? That's what they told them. So the doctors did. They tested people who they thought had COVID, and most of those tests came back negative, right? So you'd think people would get suspicious right then because they'd go, okay, well, the doctors can't actually tell based upon symptoms, who does and doesn't have COVID. And people test positive, both who have symptoms and who don't have symptoms. So even if they test positive and they have symptoms, why should we suppose that the one is causing the other? So I was really suspicious. 
And I immediately wanted to do something about it, but most people were okay with it. There was just a lot of apathy. A lot of people I contacted, friends, acquaintances said, hey, what are we going to do about this? They said, "Eh, you know, I'm better safe than sorry. So anyways, I was kind of frustrated. I had a lot of other things on my plates. And it wasn't till later that it occurred to me to start painting the topic. And a topic like COVID-19 might not seem like subject matter for artwork immediately. And it didn't appear that way to me either. And it wasn't till a later point that I realized it was actually ideal subject matter for artwork. So, okay, you create uh, these paintings. Are they on big canvases? Is there, you know, like, how did you create them? And um, are you distributing them? Like, you know, tell me about the first one you made. What, what went into your mind when you made it? Yeah, exactly. So the all the paintings are on are oil paints on canvas. And oil paint is just pigments, right? So the pigment will actually, sometimes it will be a definite substance we'll all know of, like cadmium, cadmium red, though I don't really use that because it's toxic. So it's just a substance ground up in oil, and then you place it on the painting, you know, with a brush, and then the oil oxidizes. It actually goes rancid, and it forms a film, and that's what creates the durable surface of the painting. So they're all oil on canvas, and the first one I started was called Sanity, Her Son, and the Credulous. And the reason I was inspired to create that painting, and that painting, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is a large depiction of a boulevard with a variety of different people walking down the boulevard. And almost all of them are in kind of grayed out tones. The color's not very saturated and they're wearing masks. It's hyperbolic, or at the time it was. I placed people in respirators and gas masks and all sorts of things. And then there are two people in full color and they're not wearing masks. And that's a mother and her son. And What inspired me to do that was actually after the mandates had been put in place in Washington state that everyone had to wear masks, I went shopping in a local town and I was curious who else wasn't going to go along with that mandate because almost everyone did. And there were a couple people who didn't. And when I saw them, there was an immediate sentiment or you could call it an emotion, but I'd say more more of a sentiment. And it was a positive sentiment, and I couldn't quite describe it, right? And one of the things you can do with paintings is when something provokes in you a certain feeling that you can't describe, you can recreate that feeling for the viewer through a painting. So as soon as I felt that, I thought, okay, that is perfect subject matter for a work of fine art. Let me see if I can recreate that feeling for other people. That's cool. Did you, um, I mean, do you have reprints of it that you're selling, or how did you display it, and what was the reaction? Oh, yeah. So once I created that piece, I sent it to a variety of different independent news outlets that had been reporting on COVID-19. And I said, hey, here's, you know, a little bit of a different way we could look at this as far as looking at it through artwork. So go feel free to share it with your uh, with your readers if you would like. And a lot of them did. And then I also sell prints of it. So a lot of people brought prints. And then eventually someone purchased the original in Florida, which I shipped out. Uh, but the main way that I was able to share this with a broad audience was through distribution in independent media. So that way a lot of people could see it without, you know, having to attend a show or pay for a print or anything. Well, I'm surprised you, you actually got media to take it up and display it instead of censoring it. I would say any conventional media definitely ignored it. For example, I contacted local papers that are around me who have previously displayed my work, right? Before it's been, it hasn't been difficult for me to send them a painting I've done of say a local area and say, Hey, want to share this with your readers? And they will. I sent this one in and of course got basically no response from any of them. So the only media that was willing to share it was media that was already willing to share non-conventional views on what's going on. Okay. 
what what are some of the comments you've gotten from people? Do they like it? Does it help them get through this craziness or you know what's the feedback? I've had a lot of people contact me, especially uh, mothers themselves who have been out shopping and had a lot of hostility directed towards them, you know, if they're not putting masks on their three-year-olds or whatever, and saying that they really connected with the painting and they they felt a lot of solidarity with that work and that it made them happy just to see that there were other people that definitely saw the same thing that they saw and artists willing to tackle a subject like that. So I've received a tremendous amount of positive feedback on that painting and surprisingly little negative feedback for how controversial it is. Have you thought about taking like an actual mask and, you know, gluing it to or stapling it to a painting and then painting around it? Or, you know, have you tried to use any like physical objects with the paintings or are they just pure oil paintings? They're all pure oil paintings with, I guess that's one of the difficulties with the word artwork, right? The word art is encompasses so much. It can mean almost anything. And once a word means almost anything, it also means almost nothing. So it can be difficult just to say, you know, that I'm an artist, right? Because it's actually fairly specific what I'm doing. And with oil paintings, what I'm doing is communicating with imagery, right? So if you could imagine if there was a way that you could communicate to someone just by projecting an image from your head into their head, that'd be a pretty powerful way of communicating. And that more or less is what painting is about as far as an artist creating an image, a vision, something they've envisioned. And then through the painting, they're able to allow other people to see what they've envisioned. So with paintings, you can actually get into artists' heads. So mostly I'm looking at it from the standpoint of creating a vision that I can share with other people by showing them the painting. Oh, that's, that's very good. Are you getting requests? Hey, can you paint this? Hey, can you portray that? Or is it just kind of coming from your own ideas? Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now, back to the show. I did have one request, actually, for that previous piece, the first piece I did, of someone who wanted me to paint another, but that's because they didn't realize I still had the original, so I sold them the original. And I do receive some requests, and I am open to doing some commissions. In general, though, I don't like doing the same thing again. And right now, I have so many ideas of things I would like to paint concerning the current circumstances here in the U.S. and in the world that honestly, I don't think I'll ever get to all of them. So I, I'm fairly busy in that respect as far as I, I don't have a lot of time to add in other work. So are you going to keep doing more of these? Like you've done, you haven't done just one. You've done at least, I believe, three. How many uh, do you want to do? Are you going to keep going in this series? Are you going to put this in a book? Like what do you want to do with them? That's actually something I've been considering myself in that right now it's topical, right? As w- Once I do it, it's very pertinent to what's going on right now, but the situation's changing and there are still things I would like to paint that I saw and thought were really interesting and conceptualized painting ideas. 
And I'm debating whether I will change what I'm painting as the current situation changes or whether I'm just going to go ahead and free myself up to execute about a half a dozen more paintings on that topic. Because when I do a painting, I'm usually not trying to make it the ultimate statement, right? Like the only statement I'm looking to approach the same topic from different angles. That's the only reason I would paint it a second or third or fourth time is to approach it from a different angle. So I'm right now I'm planning on over the next year, just continuing to work through some of those ideas that I started to develop in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis. Well, what about merchandising them? So I could wear a shirt that shows your painting on it, you know, it covers a whole shirt or a hat. I mean, can you take at least elements of the paintings and make Yeah, absolutely. So I have two websites, one of which I sell my originals through, which is jordanhendersonfineart.com. And then I have a second website, which you can access through the first website under prints. And that's a third-party website. So how it works is that I upload the images and then they work with different producers of prints and mugs and T-shirts and everything. So you can get the image printed on almost anything through that website. Oh, good. Well, I mean, since you're putting in the work and it also spreads an anti-madness message, I figured it would be good to have it everywhere you can, not just on a few paintings. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then it also just allow, it allows people to share the work easily through something like a postcard, right, which is fairly inexpensive. And obviously you can send that to people. So Yeah, you should do one on a postcard and people can send it into NIAID to Fauci. You know, send him like thousands of postcards, you know, thanking him with that picture on it. I, I like that idea. I think that'd be pretty funny. So what, um, I don't know, what kind of reactions? You said mostly positive, but were there any that surprised you, reactions to your paintings? Like what are some of the most, the stories that jump out at you about the interactions you've had about them? The Several reactions that were positive were just, what would it be? Maybe just how much people could relate to something like a painting, right? Just how strongly they related to it and wanted to have one on their wall. As far as negative reactions, what intrigued me was people looking for things in the painting that definitely weren't there, right? So like the first painting I did, the people in the background are all gray, right? Because that's part of the message of the painting, basically, is that they're just doing exactly what they're told. They're not thinking. They're, they're not very colorful. So I actually grayed out the painting. And if I take that painting into gray scale, they're not only more gray, but they're more pale, right? Than the people in the foreground who are in full color, not wearing masks. And I've had people make comments on that painting claiming that it was racist, right? Even though if I take it into black and white, right? Look at that painting in black and white. I can see the people in the background are actually paler than the people in the foreground. So just things like that, that are just totally random attacks that don't really have anything to do with the painting where someone's trying to read into the painting something that's definitely not there. So that was kind of surprising. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Okay. What are, I mean, I don't know if you could say, but are there any new paintings coming out and what's the theme of them? Yeah, absolutely. Right now I'm working on a painting that I've been working on for about a month. And what inspired me with this painting was I did a painting of a pair of hands holding a skull and the skull has stretched across the mouth a uh, face mask and the face mask acts like a gag instead of just a mask and the hands are handcuffed. So basically it's a painting symbolizing how something like the masks 
are really a gag because it's forcing people to make a statement that they don't believe, right? If you force them to wear a mask. So if someone goes, you know what, I, I don't think this is what it is claimed to be, but you force them to act like they think it's what it's claimed to be, you're really forcing them to make a statement. So it's like a gag because it's stamping on their right to freedom of expression. And then the, the handcuffs represent something like lockdowns and then the skull in that it doesn't work, right? As far as like the measures used are actually extremely damaging. And it was a lot of fun doing that painting. I did have a lot of positive reactions with that one, though that one was a little more polarizing because it's a little more horrific, so some people didn't like it as much. But I really enjoyed doing that painting. So I started developing another one elaborating on that theme. And what I'm combining that one with is this basic idea that we do have really horrific things going on right now, but the opposition to those horrific things can take place from almost anyone, including just, just a family, just deciding they're not going to go along with it, right? Just a parent, anyone can do it. It doesn't have to be some sort of radical revolutionary. So that's currently what I'm working on for this piece. And then the next piece that I would really like to work on is how the word science is being co-opted to basically just mean whatever powerful people say, right? Of how they'll say, you know, we're following the science. A lot of people will say that. And I know people who say that, right? And they'll go get injected with, let's say, you know, the latest COVID-19 vaccine, and they won't have even read the insert. So I know they're not actually using the scientific method. I know they're just doing what they're told, but they're calling that following the science to do what you're told. So I'd like to illustrate just how absurd that is with the painting. And right now I have some ideas that I think could make that really compelling. Are you going to, so you're going to do one with, with vaccines in it? Yeah, the the current one I have, actually, that, that's something that I added to it, is I, I like using some hyperbole, right? Because it can people can become accustomed to something and not see how absurd it is, right? And with a little bit of hyperbole, you can help them see that it's absurd, and then maybe they can continue to see that it's absurd even when you remove the hyperbole. So on the latest one, I've stuck vaccines, syringes, and needles into the skulls at all kinds of different angles, which is just kind of fun, but it also brings in that element. Okay. I don't know, have you uh, been contacted by any other artists that want to, you know, work with you on things or do sculptures or, I don't know, create banners or other types of, uh, you know, T-shirts, things like that? Or is it you just kind of is like a solo project and, and you're working on it yourself? I've had other activists working against what's going on contact me about uh, different ways of just communicating with people, different ways of communicating ideas. And I've had a lot of people send me ideas of things, of just suggestions as far as what to paint. But I have not been contacted by a whole lot of other artists on the topic. And I've looked fairly intently to see if other artists are painting this topic. Because it's really an ideal topic to paint, right? Because it's a case in which you have this social strife that's extremely visible, right? As far as people actually wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Whereas other instances of social strife, you can't really tell who's on which side, right? It's not, it's not immediately visibly apparent. But this is. And of course, that makes it ideal for visual art. So I would have thought that a lot of other artists would have been working with this topic. But so far, I've been able to find very little other than in the art realm of cartooning in which there's a lot of good work being done. But as far as fine art painting, I don't see much. Okay. Um, so yeah, last question. So what, what, what are your plans for the near future, you know, for the rest of this year and and maybe a little bit of next year? Are you going to keep doing more of them or you know, what, are you, what are your plans? I certainly do intend on doing more of them. And again, especially intriguing to me is just how people will hide behind a certain word, right? Like they'll use a word like science and say, we're going to follow the science. And then if you actually get down to the bottom of what they're saying, they're really just saying, we're going to follow authority. That's that's what they're saying. And I think 
that's a really fascinating topic. I think it relates to a lot of things that have historically happened when we've had a monopoly on the truth, right? When some institution will say, okay, we have the truth and nobody else will have it. Like maybe, for example, the medieval church, as far as having access to the truth, but it's in Latin, no one else can read it. So I think there's a really similar situation going on right now. And that I find totally fascinating. So I intend on approaching that from as many angles as I can with painting. Okay. Yeah, I'm picturing like a, a sheep herder saying, follow me, follow the science, and all the sheep are coming along with them, or lemmings going off a cliff, you know. Yeah, that, that's a topic I explored a little bit in a, a previous painting entitled Sheep, Shepherds, and a Goat. And that painting is very allegorical, and it has tons of different elements that are brought into it. But one of the basic elements that I brought out in that painting was sheep being led to a slaughterhouse and for some reason feeling like it's actually a good thing and being angry if any sheep steps out of the herd and doesn't go along with them in that direction. Yeah. Well, very good. So, Jordan, let's repeat. Where can people get these paintings? It looks like jordanhendersonfineart.com. Is that the best place to go? Yes. jordanhendersonfineart.com is my primary website, and that's where I have all, all my information and from there, you can go to the print section at that site, and that will take you to a second website where I sell all of this as prints or on mugs or shirts or whatever else you'd like it on. Okay. Well, very good, Jordan. Thank you for coming, and it's really cool. Your paintings look really interesting, and they're very unique. So uh, keep up the good work, and thank you. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.